0: You're listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I'm Pastor Josh. I would like to invite you to embark with me on a journey, a journey of biblical study. Through practical application of the Word of God, it is my prayer that you grow in greater relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Please join me as we journey to the next Stepping Stone of Faith. Well, good to see you tonight. If you don't know who I am, which you all do. I'm Pastor Josh. And I think you all do. uh, Denise has known me since grade school. (laughs) Yes, that's how old we are. Okay. That's how old we are. We are, we are, we've been, we've, we've known each other since we were 11 years old, (laughs) 11 years old. So, and we're not, we're both now. Well, I'm 45 and she's like 47. I'm just joking. You're not 47. You're younger than I am. But uh, anyway, um, I'm just messing with you. You know that. So anyway, um, but uh, you know, you all know who I am, Mel and Margaret. You guys have known me since 1997. Yep. So you know I'm a jokester. So it's okay. So let's go ahead. And go to first John. First John is a general letter, general epistle, general letter, meaning, and and this is what um this is why I always go through these things like this, because it's important to know what the purpose of the letter was. The purpose of the letter was so that people would know uh whether it was specific for a group or if it was to be passed around for everyone to read it. And the, the first epistle of John was a general letter, meaning it was written for everyone. And it's still for today. It was written about AD 90 by John, the beloved disciple, or the one who wrote the Gospel of John. Okay. It says it was probably sent to many churches in the near, in and near Ephesus. So there was multiple copies of this going around about because you know how long would you have to wait if there was one letter getting passed? So there were scribes copying these down and sending them out. Could you imagine? You know, you think about I I I think about things. I always do. I think about things that I should probably not wouldn't really matter. Doesn't really matter how how I think about it. But I but I think about if if let's just say um easily, you know, like we have, we, we do devotionals on, on Advent, which I have to have printed up this week, but we do devotionals on Advent in our church. We do Advent devotions through Advent as, as a church together as a church. And, um, I have to go and copy those at the library and that's a copy machine. Now that thing is 22 pages long. Could you imagine if I had to, um, if i had to do that uh by hand how long that would take one person now i'm sure there was multiple people doing the same thing i'm sure there was they probably had multiple people copying it but could you imagine something that's 29 pages you know and and copies being dis- distributed throughout the world throughout the the area there. So the scribes, the the scribes did that. And so it was meant to go around about, he says, uh, this epistle is, is a pastoral letter. So it's written not only to a general, to everyone to read, but it's specifically meant for the churches, for the pastor, for the, well, he's the pastor writing to the leaders of the churches. Okay by a very mature and loving apostle to the church in danger of being led astray by false teachers. there's a lot of that in a lot of that in the um, epistles. There's a lot of that. I mean, Galatians, we studied that. And the first, first thing we studied was Galatians that, that was, that was a rebuke by Paul. It was a pastoral letter. It was a rebuke by Paul, for the the teachings that were not uh that, that were being brought about that they were falling for you know and now and, and a lot of these were like that a, a a lot of these letters were letters that were to encourage but also instruct on the things of God and what I find so interesting as I study these things and I study this the scripture and I study I because I was looking through this and, and to be honest with you, I was talking with Denise tonight and I said, did we do first John? Cause I, I I feel like we've done first John. Well, I've done first John, but I've done, I did first John as a study on YouTube. So it is on YouTube. If you want to look at it for further study, but it astonishes me how people in this, in this setting of the the new Testament, it, 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 it it's astonishing to me. When I look at the book of Galatians, and when I look at the these kinds of books, one that's an instruction book of how you're supposed to do things, it, it, it astonishes me that when people like Peter in Galatians, false teachers come along, he falls for it, or is beginning to fall for it. So much so that Paul had to deal with Peter face-to-face it wasn't just that paul went and spoke to the, the the general public about what was wrong about the teaching he had to deal with peter probably privately face-to-face he was the leader he lost his way and and what does that say about us what are these, what are these things say about us today in 2020, 2019, 2020, right? We're, we're, we're not immune. We, we have more of a propensity. I feel to go a different way than what the scripture says. And I say that because there's so many things that come at us in 2019. Now, back in back in the New Testament times, they had their own issues that they dealt with. I'm not saying they had nothing to deal with. They had their own issues to deal with. and they had to deal with it accordingly. thereby it is this 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 principle of sin, nature versus God, nature, and the things that are going on in between, all of that—that that is a principle that transcends time because it's been there since the fall of man. So it'll be there until Jesus comes back and says enough. It'll it'll be there that long. And so, but 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 it astonishes me that when people who have been in—I mean, Peter, for goodness' sake, Peter was right there with Jesus. All of his whole, most of his whole ministry, and then he denied him, and then Jesus restored him, and then he changed him from those, those, from that point to those 40 days that Jesus was on the earth still after the resurrection. So things had changed, and things had impacted Peter in such a way that he had changed, but yet, so quickly after, he gets dragged away and 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 we think the 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 greatness of Peter Peter walked away or Peter walked with God with Jesus I mean he he didn't just have the knowledge that Jesus saved him he actually walked with Jesus I mean he could actually talk with Jesus you know face to face if he wanted to he could grab a hold of his hand and he could you know he could hold his hand if he wanted to or he could he could you know hold his coat or he could you know Washed, you know, he never washed his feet, but never washed Jesus's feet, but he could do those things. Jesus was right there. He could touch him. He was tangible. And the teachings for that time were tangible for that time. And yet after right after almost. Well, I don't know how many years it was, but not too far after Jesus ascended. He falls away. He falls away. Well, starting he kind of falls away. We, it, there's there's no indication in Galatians or in Scripture whatsoever how far he fell, but nevertheless he was in danger of falling because he had fallen for the Judaizers' teaching. And so John here is this this letter was a uh, a letter that was to help them not be led astray by false teachers. This was something that was going on. Okay. And so it, 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 it says here the keen insight into the love of God and how the believer should live before others is both refreshing and profound. This epistle also instructs believers in Christian living and conduct as the beloved children of God. See, we have to understand that first. And what I mean by that is, and I'm, I'm going way too much on this introduction. But I think, I think we need to have some good basis understanding. We have to understand, I believe, that when we are saved, we're not just saved. You know what I'm saying? Saved. We have to understand, not, not only are we the children of God, but we're the beloved children of God. God loves his creation, and we're in that creation. But God loves his creation children were beloved god loves his children we have to understand that first i think because it's important to understand that god loved you and i first he did you know he he you go back into the book of gal or the book of uh, Re- revelation and I've said this multiple times and many times, and I'll probably continue to say it. But if you go back in the book of Galatians, or book of, not Galatians, Revelation, he said that in 13, chapter 13, in verse, I believe it's 8, somewhere around there, 7, 8, it's in that area, that Jesus Christ was the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He was slain, slain, lamb that was slain, lamb that was slain before then, them. Blah blah blah. Okay. That was the 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 very act of love. And that create that happened prior to creation. That 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 access to that kind of love was given to us prior to creation. And yet, and yet, you know, you know, we have to grasp, I think, I, I think before we can grasp the idea that we can do anything for god we have to grasp the idea that first jesus loved us and it is by that love that we go forth and share the word of god now now i think then i believe that if we nail that down if we nail that down and we nail down the idea that my going out my my doing This Sunday night Bible study, or me pastoring the Claytonville United Brethren Church, or me doing whatever I'm doing for the kingdom of God, I have to understand that I do it out of love for my savior because he loved me first. That has to be the understanding. Because if you have that understanding, then you're not ever going to do anything for personal gain. Because we have no reason to get gain anything. Without Jesus, we're wretches. Without Jesus, we are nothing. And we, and we have to understand that prior to doing anything for God. Now, how do we get there? How do we get there? Well, we we get there by a submission. We get there by a submission. We submit ourselves to the hand of God. We submit ourselves to the will of God. We submit ourselves to the discipline of god when necessary we we do those things and in doing those things we then understand that we are loved you know i have i have two kids out there in bed right now listening to the bible actually i can hear it in the background they're they're actually listening to the bible as they sleep if i didn't love them i wouldn't discipline them i wouldn't care how they turned out. God cares. Understand God cares for us. And we have to understand that first before we can ever do anything. Or or more than than that, more than we, we should, we shouldn't be doing anything without the understanding that God loved us first. And therefore, that's why we do what we do. Does that make sense? Because Uh, This has nothing to do with the study, but this is just something that as I was studying this, God brought to my heart. Because if if we don't see the fact that we're beloved to God, then we're doing ourselves a disservice because God loves us that much. That prior to even the first day of creation that far back god decided that he would give us a sacrifice to redeem our re, re redeem ourselves back to him prior to even saying a word we have to understand that before we can say we're we're an expert at anything or or even that we could even say you know hey you know, um, I'm, I'm knowledgeable in the word of God. You, you can't say that without the proper foundation of God loved me first. So I love him because he loved me and I do what I do out of love for him because he loved me first, not because I'm going to get anything out of it. Okay. Does that make sense? Now this has nothing to do with the study, but it's just something that we need to consider out of these words of this introduction. Now, I never, when I, when I do these studies, I never uh, shortcut the study by leaving out the introduction, leaving out the salutations and the benedictions. I never, I never short those, I never cut those out because those are important as well. So that's why we have, as you can see, as I as, as I study and as I read and as I pray through these things, God reveals things to us through these short things. And so it's it's wonderful. It's it's a wonderful thing to study the word of God in such a way that God can speak to you. And that and that's what um, I want to encourage you tonight. That when you study the word of God. As I study, as I've learned to study the word of God and I'm learning to study the word of God, we should prayerfully consider it and understand that we need to allow God to speak to us through his word and speak to us through even sometimes even through the through the notes and and in the study Bibles or the introductions, God, we need to allow God to speak because how are we ever going to learn? If we don't allow God to speak and if we don't allow God to move on our study and our reading, we might as well just call the Bible part of academia because that's what we would be relegating it to. It would no longer be a living book. It would be just a textbook on on conduct for living. But it's not. It's, It's a living, breathing word that if you allow it to speak to you, and allow God to speak to you through it, God can change the very course of your life through this Word of God. And we have to allow that to take place. We have to allow that to take place. We we can't just relegate the Word of God to just a mere book. It's not just a mere book. It's more than that. It's more than that. So with that being said, with that being said, uh, I went long-winded down those introductions. But you know, Things to consider. Things to consider. 1 John chapter 1, starting in verse 1. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to go... There's a section here that goes down to verse 4. And in my Bible, there's a section change. We'll talk about the first section, see how long it takes us. And if we have time, we'll do the, finish out the chapter. It's a very short chapter, but... Um, we'll see how this goes see where, see where god leads us okay now starting in verse 1 chapter 1 that's what that which was from the beginning which we which you which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon with our hands have touched concerning the word of life the life was revealed and we seen and we have seen it and tend testify to it And announce to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you that which we have seen and heard, that you also may have fellowship with us. And the fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things to you so that you so that your joy may be complete. Now there's a lot of things here that we want to look at John the Apostle, who wrote the Book of John, kind of relegates and not relegates, but reiterates his gospel because he 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 does a little bit of um, going back to the idea that Jesus is the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen His glory and all those things in the Book of John. He is giving us kind of this kind of uh, understanding. He says, which was from the beginning? What is the, What does the book of John say? Let's go to the book of John. John chapter one. Now, like I said, we I don't know how long we're going to get. We're already at 45 minutes, but that's with prayer. But we will see how this goes. The book of John chapter one. And I'm turning there as fast as I can. Now, understand, this is the same person writing writing this new book. Now, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He He was in the beginning with God. All things were created through Him, and without Him, nothing was created that was created. In Him was life, and the life of God. And the life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What does it say here? That which was from the beginning, reiterating back, in the beginning was the word of God, right? In, in, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That which was in the beginning, from the beginning, which we have heard. He's going back again. I've already talked about this in my gospel, which we you have heard about this already. You know about this already, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have touched concerning the word of life. Jesus, in some cases, some of these people were around when Jesus was walking the earth the 40 days after the resurrection. Some of these people saw him. Some of these people might have even touched him. Some of these people might even have, you know, they looked upon him after the resurrection. Could you imagine just the, the majesty of that? He's saying, you've, you've seen the proof. And, 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 and this goes even beyond, beyond the whole idea of them possibly even being there when Jesus was walking around for 40 days, teaching in synagogues after the resurrection. But they people had seen and felt the effects of what Jesus can do in a person's life. Today, in 2019, soon to be 2020, quicker than we realize, people can still, if you're looking for it, People can still see the effects of God in a person's life. That's what he's saying here in the first two verses, First, the first verse. Some people were around those 40 days he walked around. Some people were there. Some people were still alive. But he's saying we can still see the effects of Jesus Christ in the, in the eyes of people, in the faces of people, in the, in the changes that Jesus has made in their lives. Again, he is is bringing them, and as we go through this, and as I've studied this multiple times, you will see John's whole dissertation here is not really deeply theological. It is a back-to-the-basics understanding of what Christianity is. That's why this is such a good book. Because it is back to that understanding of who Jesus is and what it means to follow him. Verse 2, he says, the life was revealed and we have seen it and testify to it. John was there. Some of the apostles were still there, were still around. Some of the people that saw him, like I said earlier, after the resurrection were still around. The life was revealed. Jesus was revealed. The resurrection had happened. He was walking around teaching and preaching in the gospel. And we have seen it. They have been there. They saw it. They understood it. They saw the effects of what Jesus did when he walked through a town and he healed somebody of blindness or he healed somebody that was crippled. They saw the effects. And they testified to it as into being Jesus Christ, not just somebody going and and waking up one day and being okay. No, that was Jesus Christ that touched their life. Jesus Christ that touched their being. And if you look at today, 2019, soon to be 2020, how many times in your life and in my life have we felt the effects of God on our circumstances and our situations? How many times have we felt that, that, hand of God, where we could go back and we could say, you know what? This is God. This was God in this. You know, I I can go back in my life and and there's been times and and there's been times in recent past that I've dealt with anxiety. I think we talked about it last week, anxiety and depression. I can pinpoint a time, the time when it starts. I can say, this is when it started. This was, this is what happened that caused it to start. You can do the same thing with God things changed for me. Things got better for me, you could say, or you could say, you know what? My life turned around. And you know when it was? It was on this particular time when I surrendered to God and I said, God, forgive me. I am a sinner. Come into my heart and give me that which you are to give me, a new heart, a new life, a new love for you. And really, you can pinpoint it to that. I pinpoint my change, my, my whole change from sinner to saint. And I never forget this because you should never forget where you come from. Number one, you, you, you should never forget who you were. But uh, April 13th, 1997, I remember exactly where I was. It was two weeks after Easter. I was in a, I was in a church, in the Assembly of God church. Mel and Margaret were there. If they're still watching, they were there that day. There was a Pastor Steffi was our pastor. He preached a a very powerful message about the love of Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ can do to change your life. I had to make a decision of what I was going to do. Was I going to get up and walk out of that room? Walk out of that sanctuary and never go back, or was I going to go to the front and was I going to submit to God? And you know what I did? I submitted to God, and I can tell you right then what it felt like to have that weight of sin lifted off my shoulder. I can tell you, and that's what he's saying right here. We have seen it and we testify to it. We can see that. I can, I can maybe, you know, I can remember it, but I can feel still what it felt like to have that sin lifted off my shoulders. I can still feel what it felt like to have God wrap his arms around me in a spiritual hug by the Holy Spirit. I can still feel that. And that is what we're talking about here. That, that is what John is talking about here. The life was revealed and we have seen it and testify to it. If you're going to testify to something, you, you better believe you believe it. And you, and, and, and you were affected by it. You better believe that. You better believe that. And we announce to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, was revealed to us. We declare to you that which we have seen and heard, that you also may have fellowship with us. And the fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things to you that your joy may be complete. This is only the first section. And this is what he's already teaching them in the first four verses. That the fellowship with God, if you continue in it, you, you're, you' you don't only have fellowship with those that you can see like the apostles, the church members, but you have ultimate ultimate fellowship with God the Father through his Son Jesus Christ. And he's giving them this this uh, statement we are writing these things to you so that your joy may be complete that is a prerequisite to the rest of the book and to understand that this prerequisite uh, is not it's it's a it's a kind of a rebuke kind of this 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 book but it's an instruction book and he's saying to them that I'm, I'm we are writing this to you not to put you down not to not to make you feel bad but that your joy might be full to restore you back to that fullness of joy. You know the Bible says that we are to re- when when a brother is caught in a fall, we are to re- restore him with with meekness. That's what John is doing here. He's setting up the tone of the book. We're doing this not to put you down. Not to make you feel bad, not to make you feel worthless, but we're doing this so that you can be restored back to fullness of joy. Because they're beginning to fall away. They're beginning to fall away. And then as we go through this, and as we go, we'll probably finish up this chapter. It's not even been an hour yet. Basic Christian doctrine. God is light. Chapter two, Christ, our advocate, the Antichrist, the new commandment. These things are basic Christian doctrine that they had that they had forgotten or that they had pulled away from or they had they had not not dealt with that's what this is so he's 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 telling them in these first first four verses he's setting up the tone of the book and he's saying you know by 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 the conduct and the subject of the book, God is light. Of course, we know God is light, right? We're not stupid. Of course, Christ is our advocate. We know that. We're not stupid, right? But he's saying, I'm saying this to you so that your joy might be full. I'm not saying this to you to put you down, to make you feel stupid. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying to you is I want you to be restored back to fullness of joy. I want you to be restored back to the fullness of God and God's working in your life. I want you to be restored back to that and that's why we're writing this book now the book of galatians that's a whole different animal of how paul dealt with them paul dealt with them and it was it was a rebuke it was it was a harsh rebuke of their conduct but john here is basically lovingly meek meekly if that's even a word meek, meekly putting them back into perspective And, you know, as as a pastor and as a person of the word of God and as a person who who I believe uh, of myself, I try to be a loving person. And as a person who tries to be that way, I have to understand that if I want to have any effect on anybody for the better of God, for the better for Christ, I have to then uh, give these instruction with meekness with love. Have I had to have conversations that were that were not the best way to have conversations? Absolutely I have. I've had to have com- those hard conversations that pastors have to have. We have to have those things. We have to understand we have to have those things. But understand that we do it in love. We do it in 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 meekness so that we're not putting anyone down, but we are uh restoring them back to the fullness of joy, right? So then he goes on and he says in verse five, then this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. And in him, there's no darkness at all. That's a core gospel principle. God is light. God is light. In him, there's no darkness. He is not sinful. In him, there's no darkness at all. They knew this. They know this at at, at this writing. They've lost sight of it. They have to be reminded that in him there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him yet walk in darkness, this this is very important, very crucial. We lie and we do not practice the truth. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, if we say we're Christians, if we say we're believers and we say we, we we follow God and we do these things, but our conduct is contrary to that, then we are we're liars when we're when we're deceiving ourselves. God does not desire for us to walk in darkness, but to walk in the light. There is a portion of scripture that says uh, that we are to walk in the light. I can't remember which which book it's in, but walking in the light is the name of the heading of this the scripture se- section. God wants us to walk in the light and not in the darkness. We lie and we do not practice the truth. We're not we are liars. We're lying. We are lying specifically not not to anyone else. We are lying to other people, but we are lying promotely to ourselves. We think, well, we're okay. God understands. I have this going on this week. I can go have a drink. That's, you know, God understands that, you know, or, or, you know, uh, my spouse isn't what I wanted, so I'm going to go find somebody else. God understands that. God sees the misery this person puts me in. I'm going to go find somebody else. Is that what God would have wanted? We're lying to ourselves. We're lying to ourselves by saying, well, God, it, it, it's okay with God. It's not okay with God. It is not okay with God. If we deceive ourselves more than we are, we are deceiving ourselves more than anyone else. If we say to anyone or to ourselves, well, you know what? I can go find somebody else or, you know what? I'm okay to have a drink because I've got this going on or, you know what? I'm going to go back to smoking. I'm, or I'm going to go back to drugs or I want to go back to, to drinking, or I'm going to go back to whatever, because God sees my pain and this is what helps me. And he understands that. No, that is not what this says. God says we are to be dependent upon him, and if we're dependent upon him, then we go to him and not to the other things. You see, we lie to ourselves first and foremost. We're not lying to God. God sees everything. God sees all we do. God God sees it all, okay? And so we we are lying to ourselves, and we do not practice the truth. We don't practice it. We don't practice, especially, listen, especially, and, and and this just came to me, especially if we are in a leadership role or we are teaching others about the word of God and we don't practice our own teaching. We're lying to ourselves and there's no truth in us whatsoever. So we have to really boil this down to understand that it comes down to a relationship with God. And how close, and and, and that—that's why I said at the beginning of this, we have to understand first and foremost that we are beloved by God. We are the we are the beloved children of God. We are not just Christians, although Christian—the uh, the 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 Christian term was given to the church in Antioch—but we are not just Christians. We are beloved children of God. And once we get that in our head, all this other stuff kind of works itself out now he says but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin understand that that's a powerful statement it's a powerful to me it's a powerful statement because it's important to understand that if we walk in the righteousness of god if we put aside if we put aside all of the junk of our life yeah we're going to go through junk we're going to have stuff we're going to go through all of it we're going to have crap going on right we all do but if we put all that aside and we say, you know what, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I say this from my, my pulpit every Sunday. Almost every Sunday, I say this from my pulpit. We have a choice every day when we get up in the morning and plant our feet on the ground. We have a choice every morning who we're going to serve. Are we going to serve ourselves or are we going to serve God? If we're going to serve ourselves, then look out. Your day is going to be a, a, a doozy. But if you're going to serve God, then your day will be good no matter what you have going on. And you see, this is one of those things that if we understand, if we walk with God, we walk with God, that, that was why it was so important that we watch that with the voice today, tonight, the believers, the, the beginner's Bible, the cartoon about creation. They did not, Adam and Eve did not walk with God in that moment. And they chose to disobey. And, you know, if we sit there and, and we say, well, uh. I'm going through this, I'm going through that. God understands I can have a drink or I can have a cigarette or I can go out and go out and carouse with the guys and get other women or I be, be because God understands my situation. Listen, you're not walking with God. You walk with God, you walk in the light, it says, but if we walk in the light as as he is in the light. You see, Jesus is in the light. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. We walk in the light as he is in the light. As, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, meaning friend to friend, fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, if we surrender our life to God, if we surrender our our will, and that's something that's hard for people to do, to surrender their will to God, it's hard for people to, to surrender their will to God. Especially if they've have have an issue with surrendering in the first place, it's hard for people to surrender their will to God, but we must. If we surrender that will, And we walk with him in the light We have fellowship and God cleanses us. You know, the greatest thing you can have in your in your other than salvation and a relationship with God, the greatest thing you can have other than those two things. Is the support system of the local church. That is the one of the greatest things you can have. Because those people. Of the local church, Bible-believing local church, whatever the case might be, those people will come alongside you. They will pray with you. They will they will lift you up in prayer. They will encourage you. They will do those things. And and you know, not 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 every there is no church that's perfect. Believe me, there's no church that's perfect. They're gonna have people that are not gonna be encouraging, and they're gonna be discouraging, and they're gonna have all. But the, but the core group, the core ones that are of God, now. They will encourage you. They will lift you up. They will do the things which God wants them to do. They will do those things. They will do those things. They will lift you up. That's the greatest thing you can have is support system of the local church. You'll have fellowship with one another. You can go to your church. You can go to your your friends at the church or in, in church and say, you know, I'm struggling with something. I'm struggling with things and I need prayer. I've done that before, and I'll tell you what, it's encouraging. It's encouraging because people pray over you. And then if they're if they're open to the spirit of God, God will then speak to you through them. And that then that's a whole different ballgame, a whole different video. But you're trusting this person or these people. To, to uphold you in prayer. And you're also trusting them that God can speak through them to you and give you this ability to then, uh, to, to then apply those changes to your life and walk with God in a better way. You see, we, we have a great support system, and we choose to walk this walk alone, many of us. Because, oh, it's just me and just me and God, you know, but God might be telling us to rely on one another to keep going, to keep going. He says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We have, we have sin, you know. As much as we want to grow in the Lord, as much as we want to change our life, so as much as we want to be better today than we were yesterday, and better tomorrow than we were today, we have sin in our life. We do. It's just that's just it's just like saying you know it it, it it's just something that's there. It's like saying that the grass is green. It just is. It just turns green in the summer. It's just, it it just is. You know, it's the the sin nature is there. The sin nature's there, and it's always going to be there until Jesus says, enter thou into my rest, good and faithful servant, or until he comes back and says, I'm taking my church home. The sin nature is always going to be there. We have to battle against the sin nature, and if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. We're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, he goes and he says, if we confess our sins, this is a crucial part. This is one of the the, the two of the verses that we, we talk about when we are restoring people with meekness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess it. And seeing with confession, that is, a, that is an animal of trust in God. That's an animal of um, surrender. Confession is, uh, is an act of surrender. Confession is an act of, of, of obedience to God. That's what confession is. And if we confess it, if we're obedient, he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him, not us, him, out to be a liar. And his word is not in us. God said, God is the one who said that man has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God is the one who said in the book of Genesis that man fell in the Garden of Eden. God is the one who says these things. And if we say there's no sin, we make God out to be a liar and his word is not in us. I wouldn't want to make God out to be a liar. Nope, I wouldn't. You know, one of the things that, that, uh, that we, we need to come to the, to the understanding of is that who we are outside in the four walls and who we, who we hang out with and the things we say we are telling people who we believe Jesus Christ is and and what and who we believe the and what we believe the word of God is in our life we're telling people by our actions and our conduct these kinds of things and i would not want anyone to think anything more of Jesus or less of Jesus than he's already portrayed in the scripture because of my actions or my thoughts or my reactions or my words we have to understand that we have to come down to that romans 224 says this that the word of god is blasphemed among the gentiles because of you. He's talking to the romans. The word of god is blasphemed among the gentiles because of you. Because of your reactions, because of your uh your your the way you speak, the way you do things, your reactions and all these things is blaspheming the gentile because of your life, because of what you've done or what you've said. I wouldn't want that to be the case with me. And if we understand that, if we say, you know what? I'm not sinful. The Bible isn't true. You know, then we make God out to be a liar. And God's not a liar. God is not a liar. God's not a liar. We need to understand the word of God. We need to be people of God. So I want to encourage you this week to get into the word of God more than you already have been doing. Study the word of God, get it into your heart, get it into your head, get it in, get into the knowledge of God into your, into your spirit so that when you need it, he can call it back to your remembrance. Read your word, get into your Bible, pray, take notes. If you take notes, go to church, do those things, allow God to move and allow God to do those things in which he wants you to do. That's what he's asking. That's what he's asking. Does this make sense? I hope this makes sense to you tonight. We're already over an hour. Can you believe that? But it's good stuff. It's good stuff. God is God has got some good things in his word. We just have to we just have to apply them. We have to find them. We have to apply them. That's all. That's all. So with that being said, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you today for this word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your guidance and direction. Help us, Lord, to glean understanding of this word. Help us to apply it to our lives. Minister to us by your Holy Spirit. Give us strength tonight in healing and wholeness in our bodies. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Once again, just before I let you go, if you uh, want to, um, if you want to have prayer requests and praise reports throughout the week. You can call the message center at that number there okay I you won't get me you'll'll you'll, you'll get a message leave it on there and then I will write it down and we can i I can put it into the comments okay or I can just pray for you however you want to do that if you want to listen to the podcast and you want to get it and you want to subscribe to the podcast which I would encourage you to do you can find that on anchor.fm and all different kind of platforms go to anchor first and it'll, it'll dole you out to your favorite platform. Do that, find it, subscribe to it, and enjoy it. If you want to listen to my radio show or to Praise FM, uh, go to this right here, 97.5 Praise FM or on the Kankakee area or mypraisefm.org on the internet. My show is between 12 to 2. You don't have to listen between 12 to 2. You can listen all day. It's good stuff. It's real good stuff. And so listen all day. Allow God to work through your life through his word. All right. So God be with you and God touch your life. Thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you all for touching uh, this word with me and going through this word with me. God be with you and God touch your life this week. Be better tomorrow than you are today and be better the next day than you were tomorrow. Amen. God be with you. Until next time. It's Pastor Josh. God bless. What name is the podcast under? The podcast is under Stepping Stones of Faith. So if you go uh, to anchor.fm and type in Stepping Stones of Faith, you know what? I can I can probably leave the link to that. Let me find the link. Now I'm we're going to be going here pretty quick, but let me find the link for you. Okay. Uh, and I will, um, put it on there for you. Let me, let me, uh, see here public site. It's under, it's under my name actually, Margaret, but I will put it, uh, I will put it in here for you so you can see, so you can just click the link. Okay. Um, the it should it should come up on here uh yeah right there just click that just click that right there anchor.fm slash joshua dash denoyer not underscore just dash and i think on on your facebook screen you should be able to lick that or excuse me not lick that you should be able to click that (laughs) don't lick your screen but you should be able to click that and it should come up, okay? That's where the podcast is. Now, if you want to, um, if you want to uh, do anything else, if you want to, you know, message me. You know, if you want to uh, interject some things, fine. Interject some things in the, in the, in the thing. That's great. I love, I love contact, and I love things like that. Interject, interject. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. So there's where the podcast is. If you want to do that, that will take you, that is the main thing. And it'll say on there, Margaret, it will say uh, more places to listen. And it'll give you all those other areas that you can go to. So if you, if you like a certain area, it's probably covered in that. If you like a certain type or a certain, uh, like if you're you like, if you like Google podcasts or you like Apple podcasts or whatever, if you like those, Whereas going to something that's kind of like that, um, just go ahead and, um, go ahead and find the thing you like, and then you will, you will, uh, find it. Okay. So with that being said, this is pastor Josh, God bless. And we will see you next week.